the Monday holiday, I went to the beach with my kids. We went to Short Beach. Have any of you been to Short Beach? It's a short beach, not short sands. <laughs> you go past Tillamook, you go past Neatarts, you go past Oceanside, on your way up to Cape Mirrors, there's a little beach there, short, sand, short beach, and it is short. But they've constructed this uh, cement uh, aqueduct that shoots out off of the cliff and the creek makes this huge waterfall that goes down onto the beach. And then the, the stream goes down the beach into the ocean. And uh, all of my kids were struck by that, this uh, huge waterfall and the beautiful little stream, and so they were enjoying that. Uh, this morning when I came to church, uh, as I was walking through the parking lot, I stepped right across the storm drain, and I looked down, and there's a stagnant pool of water, and I thought, that must be there all the time, I just never notice it, just sitting there stagnant. Why am I telling you about these things? Because in the gospel today, we hear of someone who is a flowing stream and another who is a stagnant pond. In today's gospel, we're introduced once again, as we are every year, to the publican and the Pharisee. And in this gospel, we see both people are outwardly active. Both of them are doing things. They're both in the temple. They're both praying. We hear from the Pharisee of the good works that he's doing, of tithing, of taking care of people, of fasting. The publican, we can assume by the fact that he's in church and he's, there, he's in the temple and praying that he likewise is also doing good works, pursuing God. But what we see in this gospel reading is that spiritual activity is not a matter of the outward things, but a matter of the heart. Now, the outward things don't matter. I mean, it's not that the outward things don't matter, but rather that the outward things only have their value and importance in as much as they're in harmony with the inward disposition. Because what we see in the gospel is that the dis disposition of these two people's hearts towards God is entirely different, like night and day. And in one sense, the, the Pharisee, who is probably standing in the front, may have been even saying these things out loud, but he was saying these, these prayers, he was standing up there as though he was close to God. He felt that he was close to God. Meanwhile, the publican was in the back, bowed down. By outward appearance, he was far from God. But in fact, the opposite was true. Because what we see in the gospel is the Pharisee, as it says, in the English it said, praise within himself. Prose afton which could be also translated, and I would say maybe better, as praying to himself, toward himself. He wasn't talking to God. Even though he said God, he wasn't talking to God. Because his own heart had become this stagnant pool. No moving forward. And especially no moving forward because... He was busy looking at other people. I'm not like those people. Those people over there are sinners, and I'm not. And so his heart had become a stagnant pool rather than a flowing stream. Meanwhile, the publican, his heart was this flowing stream. 
and it was a flowing stream of what? Of repentance. Because the publican had a broken and contrite heart, like the 50th Psalm says. And you look at him in his stance, where he is, he is actually closer to God, even though physically he's back further from the Holy of Holies. He's closer to God because he makes his heart open to God. This morning we, we sang in the Orthros these well-known hymns that are, we sing throughout the Triodion period because we've just begun the Triodion. This is that time leading up to our Lord's resurrection. Right now it's leading up to Great Lent, and then within Great Lent it's leading up to Holy Week, and then Holy Week to our Lord's Resurrection. And so we begin this season with these hymns. And this is right after the, the in the morning, uh, after the 50th Psalm is read. It says, Open to me the gates of repentance, O giver of life. For early in the morning my spirit hastens to your holy temple bringing the temple of my body all defiled. But as one compassionate, cleanse me, I pray, by your loving kindness and mercy. What we see in this hymn, which we could say is almost like the hymn of the publican, because he's in the temple, he's bringing the temple that he sees as defiled. And that's the crucial difference, because the Pharisee does not see the body of his temple as defiled. He sees it as pure, meaning... It doesn't need God's healing anymore. That's how it became stagnant, because he saw that he did not heal, need healing anymore. So the crucial difference between the heart's disposition of the publican and the heart's disposition of the Pharisee is repentance. It is through repentance that the publican was saying to God, I need you, and I know that I need you, and I'm rushing towards you. That's that rushing stream, rushing towards God. It's not rushing toward God with all our virtue and all of our accomplishments, but rather rushing toward God with the ugliness, rushing toward God with the brokenness, rushing to him because I can't do anything without him. And it's so clear because of all of these ways in which I'm broken, broken, broken. So repentance is the way through which our heart becomes a flowing stream. It is that flowing stream. Because the more that we see within ourselves our brokenness and our need for God, the more that we go rushing and rushing to him. And this causes in us what St. Paisios describes as a good restlessness. We as Christians should have a good restlessness. There's another place that he talks about the tragedy of living a worldly life is like a chick that's inside the egg that never breaks out of the egg and dies there. So as opposed to that, the good restlessness is the one that is breaking through into the kingdom of God. So I'd like to close this brief homily with a, a long quote from St. Paisios about this good restlessness so that we as Christians can understand what that disposition of a heart that is flowing towards God looks like. And he's answering this question from someone about this uh, good restlessness. He says, let me give you an example to understand this better. When a good hunting dog smells a hare, it no longer stays near the hunter. It starts to search for the hare. It runs, pauses, smells to the left, smells to the right, 
and then runs again. It cannot stand still. His mind is set on finding the hare. It cannot be idle. It feels greater joy when it is running than when it is standing still. Running and searching give it life. We too must have this constant vigilance and activity. Our mind should be constantly on Christ, since he is our goal. But we, having found the tracks, having found the way, knowing which way to go to meet Christ, often stand still. We do not advance. If we did not know the way, it would be justifiable to stop. I remember that in Konitsa, this is the town where he grew up in Greece, my father had two very well-trained hunting dogs. Old Prodromos, the chanter at the church, once asked for a good puppy from the same breed to watch over his animals, that is, to bark should a wolf approach. My father gave him one. One day, a neighbor of Prodromos, who loved hunting, was very sad and worried because his dog was sick and could not go hunting. But when old Prodromos heard that, he said, don't worry, I'll give you my dog. It's one from, from uh, Arsenios' family. So he's saying, it's from that good breed that they have. Joyful, the neighbor took the dog and went off to hunt. When he arrived in the forest, he waved his hand, as hunters do, to signal the dog to run off. But instead of running off, it started circling him, licking his legs, and looking at his hand to see if he had something to eat. You see, it was a good dog from a good breed, but it had not been trained to sniff out a hare, which is why it would only circle around the hunter. You see that image? We as Christians are those of the good breed because we have been given such great grace in baptism. But if we don't seek after our goal, we're just circling around, circling around, not fulfilling what it is to be who we are. But he ends with these consoling words. But I believe that you, having found our Lord's footprints, will run constantly to find our beloved Lord Jesus Christ, so that your heart will be so filled with him that it will not be able to contain him. And you will finally say, Enough, my God, I cannot bear it more. Let our hearts become a flowing stream of repentance, especially, especially in this season that the season may then transpire into a life of repentance. We cannot become stagnant in this. We cannot become stagnant. As you go out to your cars today, go look in that drain and see what it looks like. <laughs> but I encourage you, may your heart become a heart full of repentance. Amen.